0: Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh we're back with another episode of Breaking Bad, season one episode three, and the cats in sorry, and the bags in the river. Uh last week it was called Cats in the Bag and now the bag is in the river. So following up with the title, uh I think I know in terms of breaking bad what that might be referencing, you've got a reference uh to hand yourself Yes, yeah. the The
1: title is actually a a line from a 1957 film called *Sweet Sw- Sweet Smell of Success*, in which a character reports that he has resolved an issue. So the the title it literally that, it is the fact that that Walton Jesse captured Crazy Eight. I mean, that's what it's directly a reference to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: well, it, it works in other contexts as well. I think.
0: Yeah, well, I think you could also do with that is you've got so you've got cats in the bag so to me that's Emilio is captured downstairs I know he's not in a bag and he's not a cat but you see what I'm going with there and in the bags in the river that could be a metaphor for like you know killing somebody and getting rid of a body which they they did also do in this episode as well and obviously you do get uh, crazy at getting killed in this episode so uh, that's that's a pretty good reference for that I mean I've not really said this before but in terms of episode titles for tv shows I don't really care what they're called. Um no. but because uh, some shows things like House of Cards and other things do like chapter One, Chapter Two, and that's like okay, fair enough, uh, aside from all that, what do you think of the episode?
1: um I really enjoyed this as well I, I i again i'm just going back to this of of i wasn't entirely sure how I'd feel about rewatching it, and um i'm just loving every episode because i can, can't quite remember exactly what happened from when i watched it the first time so i i hadn't exactly remembered how they killed crazy eight or why they killed crazy eight and it's such a beautiful kind of realization as to the reason why walt does it at the end um i i, I just think that's a, such a, a lovely little bit of of the episode um we're also getting to the point that Walt touched to sort of start confessing about the cancer as well, which is kind of coming up. And um, yeah, the, it's it's really interesting just to see Walt sort of wrestling with the 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 issue of Crazy Eight and what he's actually going to do. There's some lovely comedic scenes between Walt and Jesse. Um, I mean, full on kind of almost Keystone Cops type like chasing each other around the house with the bag of meth, um which is just brilliant and, and shows the level of comedy you can actually get into a show like this. Yeah. Um and the brilliant comic timing of um the two leads as well of, of Aaron and um Brian. It it's just great. Um I've I really, really enjoyed this throughout. Uh you know, we got to see a bit more of uh Marie and Hank as well and that sort of relationship. I, I'd i forgotten that she that Skylar uh not Skylar that Marie had had this uh you know shopping thing that kind of runs on. i have forgotten that starts so early. Yeah. You know, I yeah. thought that's something they kind of introduced in the later seasons, but no, it's it's like third episode and she's already stealing shoes, so
0: yeah, to me this this is still a really great episode of Breaking Bad. Um, it's got a lot of elements in here as well. Like you said, you've got the really dark stuff of Walter getting his first kill. Um, you've got the comedic stuff with, like you said, um, Jesse and and uh, Walter, you know, chasing chasing each other around in this house because it's bag of meth, and they're they're still blaming each other for stuff, and then they realise they have to get stuff done. The the two things I specifically remembered about this episode was the broken plate thing, mm. and. Uh, I kind of remembered, once the bike chain came into the equation, I was like, oh yeah, he strangles him with that. So I, I remembered that. Uh, I couldn't quite remember that he stabbed Walter in the leg, but I do remember that he 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 was uh, swinging backwards as he's sort of turning him around and, and strangling him. So those were the two big things I remembered from the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode does have probably Breaking Bad's biggest problem, which to me is the Marie stuff, which... At the end of the yeah. day when you look at breaking bad, it doesn't really matter a whole lot, but it's just one of them things where like so you, you've, you 'cause you've got your 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 main characters and that like obviously you've got Walter and jesse they're doing they're the they they're, they're the, they are the two main characters they're the ones that are doing this whole drug thing you've got hank the d e a stuff the two ways that that ties in, which is tying into you know the the drug stuff that uh Jesse and Walter are doing and the fact that he's his uh brother in law and you know if he catches him, it'll be bad. Uh, and then you've got Skylar and the whole trust stuff and then um everything about Walter lying about his job and things and then you've kind of got Marie who's like okay Marie gives Hank someone to kind of bounce off of someone someone else to you know live with and you know be in a relationship and that but it's just, there's just the one missing piece, which is that they never really give Marie much interesting stuff to do. No, but yeah,
1: that has th- been a problem. Yeah, so um, that
0: so that's probably that probably is the weakest part of Breaking Bad. But like I said, when when all when the show's all said and done, and that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just one of the things that's a little bit of a kind of waste of screen time in a way. And I kind of look back at it now and think like, could um Vince and you know the writers and the team and that could they have given Marie just something just something different a bit more interesting to do um cuz she can't really be involved with the whole DEA, DEA stuff uh just, I do like the scene though when um uh when Marie's trying to talk to, to Hank and Hank's like shouting at these these criminals and all yeah. that and he's like sorry what were you saying <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that 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 was one particularly good little piece of the episode but yeah just just this whole thing with her stealing shoes and heels and all that sort of thing it it doesn't it it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the show and it's no. not specifically bad it just really doesn't fit in with anything else no it's it just is... something to give marie to do basically.
1: yeah and, and the problem is in places it does feel like that they've just done that to give marie something to do yeah,
0: it, yeah. you know
1: that that's that is probably one of the only real flaws of the show is the handling of Marie's character. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it, and to say, it's not bad as such, you know, it's not particularly badly done, but it does feel a bit crowbarred in to, to give that character more screen time and something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, which, yeah, is, is a bit of an issue. But See, at the
0: end of the day, that I, I think that is Breaking Bad's biggest problem. But, uh, but then when you look back at things, it doesn't matter that much. So the show's actual biggest problem yeah. doesn't really matter, which tells you how good the rest of the show is. So yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, you know, you've got other really big moments Walter's first kill and his just massive struggle over these couple of last couple of episodes with that that's really really big as well Uh, So like I said you've still got some excellent stuff in here Um, and then uh, you do have you know more stuff with Hank and Gomi which is really cool Um, So yeah overall it's still a very good episode um, But it's just got unfortunately one of the weakest parts of the show in it. So uh, there's that Uh, let's move on to uh, The actual episode itself
1: Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast, and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So, join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard.
0: Back to the show uh so walt and jesse clean up the bloody remains of amelia while C- crazy eight regains consciousness in the basement uh walt talks to a w- woman in a flashback about percentages of uh human beings and what things add yeah. up to and getting into very small percentages uh and then the cold open ends with um them not being able to figure out what one of the last percents is and then they figure it out in the end one, one of the last things that walter uh suggests is the soul uh, and then they yeah. sort of come up with with the answer in, in that sort of way. Um, one one really cool thing to point out here, which might not seem like a big deal to some people, is uh, some of the camera work continuing in this show when you when you've got the wiping of the blood at the start of the episode. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and some of from what I remember with uh, El Camino, the the. the sequel film to, to Breaking Bad Um they're really good at this sort of cinematography type of stuff these little like shots like that uh, it's just a different and kind of stylish way to sort of film things and it's not something you have to do it just gives like an extra sort of touch to the episodes but uh, yeah we see them kind of cleaning up the blood from the falling of the ceiling last week uh, from the bathtub and Jesse's mistake and all that so um, yeah what do you think of this opening?
1: Yeah, no, I'm very much with you on that. Um, the, in terms of the, the cinematography, he's, he's phenomenal throughout. Uh, Michael Slovitz is the main cinematographer. He did 50 episodes compared to sort of a few other people stepping in, presumably when they just had too much to do. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal, phenomenal cinematographer and uh, did just some amazing work on this. Um, but yeah, I, I rather like that, that, it, it's quite a nice little opening where you have, or yeah, the, the bit where you have sort of him uh, going back and, and sort of clearly at college or you know, very early in his life trying to work out the composition of a human body. Mm. And uh, it's I don't think it's anything we ever revisit at any point as far as I remember. It's like very much a little sort of one-off thing. But uh, it's quite interesting to see just just that little bit of background of, of him kind of you know doing science and being excited by it it's a sort of very much more energetic version of Walt than you sort of see as the downtrodden teacher Definitely. you know when we meet him later on yeah so it's quite interesting to see him like that as a sort of a young guy that's going to take on the world at you know at the time is the idea mm-hmm. um so that's quite nice the the scene of them cleaning stuff up i also spotted some of the Campbell work there which I, I think was just you know really really well done like you know they were there's a, a shot of him actually wiping this horrible goo off the floor but they've used like a piece of perspex so it's like you're looking up through the floor which i thought was quite clever um yeah it, it's really nicely done that and i mean that that must have been horrendous putting that scene together <laughs> just just yeah. And and then they've got them showering off in kind of kiddie paddling pools later on as well. <laughs> Which I I swear I'm sure if you notice um Jesse actually aims at Walt's crotch at one bit because yeah, you see him wince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I I thought that was uh, that that whole sequence is, is really good. Um I I rather enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, again, somehow adding comedy to a, a pretty dark situation. Yeah. This dead body's just falling through the roof and falling into loads of parts, and Jesse's like still not like... In a in a specifically bad way, but is kind of messing about a bit, but not in a way that's going to put them in you know further danger or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like like I've said before, it's a good way to have their two personalities sort of clash. Uh, Jesse's this sort of more, more silly, kind of clumsy character, at least at this point in the story, and uh, Walt's always been kind of more serious. But then Jesse still is serious about other things as well like when he says about the flipping of the coin and uh you need yeah. to get your job done and so he's not like completely dismissing about he has sort of grown up at least a little bit but um yeah you still you still very much got that going on in the relationship or in the partnership whatever you'd call it at this point um so yeah. it's a uh, it's a pretty good scene so uh that's a cold open as well uh while we well, while talking with Walt, uh, Crazy Eight reveals that Jesse told him um, and Amelia about Walt's personal life. Walt then confronts Jesse in the middle of uh, him getting off of the meth, um, who berates him for not living up to his end of the bargain. And uh, on on the two, and then he drives off. So then they have the argument. Jesse goes off for a little bit and uh, leaves Walt kind of to it, because he says like, "Look, you, know, you you've got to you have got to do your end of the deal." And yes I'm getting high and whatnot, but I did do at least, you know, my end of the deal. Um he still didn't do it successfully, but at least he tried to do it whereas Walter has just been kind of sitting around a little bit for a couple of days and not really trying to uh kill Crazy 8, which is admittedly the you know, obviously the, the harder job to kill someone as opposed to getting a, a box um you know yeah. but uh you, you can see jesse's point like wall's having a go at him for like you know getting high and all this stuff but then jesse's got the point of like look we flipped a coin we made a deal this is a partnership you have to at least try to do your end so you can see where both sides are kind of coming from but uh, yeah. i think jesse's more in in the right here and he gets annoyed and just drives off because he's he's kind yeah, of had enough but, so
1: i uh, on on you know, Taking it from Walt's side, the fact that Jesse is still getting high off his own supply, which isn't good. Um, yeah, what yeah. was interesting, actually, in this scene is Walt seems, you know, they, they cooked, the, presumably that bag is the bag of meth that they basically cooked. And, you know, Jesse makes some comment about that's worth 40 grand. And Walt's quite prepared to just flush it because Jesse's getting Jesse, high off yeah. it. Yeah, to stop Jesse um which as i say has this great sort of almost keystone cops kind of you know them running through the house and he checks it out the window and like trying to beat each other down, i which i thought was brilliant and it's just wonderfully kind of comic that um but yeah i i really like this this sort of whole sequence and again it shows you this this sort of where Walt's mind is at at that point you know um of the fact that the whole purpose for doing this was to make money, but to stop Jesse from, to stop Jesse from actually getting high off it, he's prepared to flush the whole thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally right with the fact of like, yeah, in order to stop Jesse, he is literally willing to, you know, just flush the money down the toilet and, uh, kind of just, you know, get, get rid of the progress that they've made, I suppose. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing for them to, to, to do and, uh, at least in this point of the story as well You've still got Almost kind of a tool for the writers to use Which is uh, Walter Coughing At inappropriate yeah. moments You know when he's dealing with Crazy 8 And it leads to the whole plate thing later And he's trying to chase Jesse here And he's coughing when he's falling down the stairs And all that so um, Yeah it's a, it's a bit of a Well obviously an inconvenience But it's it's an interesting kind of tool for them to use For the, for the character in a way Because it sort of stops certain things from happening uh yeah. anyway did, did you get what I mean with that like
1: yeah no i know it i know what you mean it it's it,
0: yeah they they're able to use
1: that as a way of incapacitating Walt quite easily when you know in this particular case he should have been able to catch up with Jesse but he couldn't because he collapses on the stairs and then of course they use that again later as well so mhm
0: Yeah, so an interesting scene. Uh, Meanwhile, Skylar tells Marie that she is working on a new short story. She mentioned this a couple of episodes ago as well, uh, with a stoner character in it. And she asks her about her marijuana because she said, oh, you did pot in, was it high school or something like that? So she's kind of making the assumption... Based on that, kind of, uh, Marie assumes that Skylar thinks Walt Jr. is smoking pot because he's going off with his friend and, and all that sort of thing. But Skyler insists that she was just talking about her story, so some kind of interesting stuff there. Marie asks, Marie asks Hank uh, to scare um, Walt Jr., leading him to bring Walt Jr. to a motel to show uh, how meth has... Um, you know led this prostitute down a down a bad path this wendy character yes we'll talk about that separately in a minute but um so this is the some of the better side of marie's character you know her relationship with her with her sister and all that and um them just kind of talking about the, the other sort of family members and trying to figure out what's going on with Walt jr and all that um it's it's better than the whole shoe stealing stuff that they've got going on with her um and you know it it involves multiple characters it does involve hank later and Walt jr and you kind of see his sort of lack of well not really like kind of lack of care but also he's just kind of confused as well at certain points about um you know when, yeah. when he goes on this drive along with hank and we do see wendy who's kind of a famous in a way breaking bad character uh but what yeah. do you think of um skylar and marie here i think this is a better scene for marie to be in
1: um yeah it's it shows how much of a kind of Karen busybody Marie is, uh, which, you know, to use sort of more modern terms of, of what we kind of come to look at that sort of character. You know, she's she's kind of uptight. She, uh, it, you know, will stick her nose in where it's not wanted. She refuses to be, you know, even admit the fact that she smoked pot in high school, which is is one of the things that's quite interesting about how this show is aged slightly in the us mm, attitude yeah. towards marijuana at this point is much different to how it was when the show went out you know because it's legal in half the states so there is that which which is interesting um but uh yeah the 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 scenes quite uh that seems quite good i do like the scene with hank and walt actually in the car afterwards as well um, I, I mean, I, I think R.J. Mitty doesn't get enough props for that character because, I mean, he does have cerebral palsy, uh, R.J. Mitty, but nowhere near to the extent of the, that that character has it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it, it is actually a really clever, well put together performance that, you know, he is a person with cerebral palsy in real life, but I mean, he's, he came over and did comic con in the UK a couple of years ago now. Um, and I watched him talk and, and you really wouldn't know very much. You know, you could tell that there was something, but you wouldn't know that he, he had cerebral palsy really. Um, so it it's, it's one of those things that that you know, you, can, you can tell that it is there, but it's it's nowhere near to the level of uh, Walt Junior. Um, so that is a brilliant acting performance. You know to be able to pull that off so well. I think uh, I don't think he gets quite enough credit for that.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree in a way. I mean, like, um, a bunch of the Emmy winners from the show has, has often been, you know, Aaron Paul and, and Brian Cranston and that. And uh, when people do talk about, you know, the best acting from the show, uh, RJ isn't really in the conversation very much, which which is a bit of a shame. And you, I've kind of realized as well on this kind of rewatch of, of Breaking Bad that uh, he, he does do a very good job. He's just a bit more of a on the side kind of character i suppose yeah. like he he's involved with a lot of things going on but he's not sort of involved as as certain other characters as well but um it's you know it leads to some interesting interesting stuff here with like with yeah. uh, skyler murray so yeah. uh, speak-
1: i i like i like that scene with hank as well of of just um walt junior being incredibly confused as to why he's been like brought here and shown this this setup of you know why? Why is is his uncle bringing him to this place to like warn him against marijuana? Because he has no clue what's going on. <laughs> it's just quite nicely played that, and then and then like you say, you would get to meet uh, Wendy for the first time, and you find that that Je- that's where Jesse's gone. He's in that room, you know. So,
0: yeah, that was an interesting. Uh, kind of revelation, I suppose. I'd, I'd forgotten about that because she goes back to a hotel room, and Jesse's there, all kind of paranoid about you know because there's yeah a DEA there's agent a outside, outside. Yeah. um, and then she has sex with him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I forgot happened as well. I completely forgot that Jesse was in that scene at all. So yeah, uh, that was interesting. But I, you know, he is still in that side of things, isn't he? So uh, he's going to be doing that sort of thing. So, but yeah, in terms of uh, Walt Jr. and uh, Hank, I think the two of them bounce off each other. Pretty well here. I know most of the talking is obviously done from Hank's side, but yeah, he's just confusion about like, yeah, I, I get it. Meth My is 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 bad and all that, and yeah. Hank's asking yeah. him about like, oh, you know, do you know the bad effects of this and stuff? And he's just completely like, okay, yeah, I I I get it, sort of thing. But why are we here? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, his parents have his suspicions, so or at least the the mum does. So. All Skylar does in this situation so yeah I mean Hank helped out here which is which is pretty cool um I wanted to talk about the scene leading up to that as well um which is yeah with, with Hank and, and Marie when she's you know stealing the the shoes and stuff um and then you get the scene with with hank uh, talking to, to her on the phone I, I i just really like the sort of there's a little bit of comedy in there with him trying to you know, gently sort of talk to his wife and stuff yeah with him just kind of trying to calmly ask his wife about like uh, or the, the, them kind of trying uh, trying to sort of calmly talk to each other and then um yeah, he's he's just like full on shouting at these these criminals and that, and he just turns around and he's like, "Sorry, honey, what was that?" I thought that was a that was a pretty well done scene. Um, so I like the two of them there. Uh, I mean, overall, I really like Hank as a character. You know, whether he's doing stuff w- with Gomi or he's talking to Walt Jr. or he's talking to Marie, uh, I think it's some pretty good stuff. So um, yeah, what do you think of their interaction, Hank and uh, Marie, with the phone call and that?
1: Oh yeah, I I rather like that phone call um j- just because he's he's kind of in the middle of this bust and you've got this kind of craziness going on of him kind of shouting you know stop that sit out and and he's like she's like really you know <laughs> and he's so, like well you called me you, know, you you called him at work this is what he does for a living what did you expect you know
0: <laughs> Yeah because uh, she thinks she she kind of does think like oh you're not li- you're not like paying attention to me but he is in the middle yeah. of this this pretty big job and uh these these criminals kind of aren't listening and to him and that so
1: i love the way he's uh, first of all the fact that it shows something about hank as well and the fact that one he's in the middle of a bust and decides to take a phone call for his wife yeah. um, as well which is it's and he's being oh hi honey what's up you know it, it's despite the fact that there's all this craziness going on around him it the fact that he decided to pick up and just have this normal conversation which you know could could have been anything from i mean could you pick up groceries on the way home to i mean you know it could have been anything but it's it's just the fact that hank would actually just pick it up and have this perfectly normal conversation whilst he's in the middle of this massive bust (laughs) it's just just really i i shows again something about those two characters you know her kind of obliviousness to the world around her in certain ex- to a certain extent and uh hank just not really you know how he how he sees his attitude of towards the criminals and towards the job of well it's a job and you know my wife calls i'm going to answer and you know it it's just shows more sides to those characters which is nice Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah it shows the two kind of sides to Hank as well. Yes, he he is this big kind of, you know, he he likes to kind of show people up like he did with with Walter in the in the pilot and uh, he likes to kind of be this this big sort of guy and kind of like he likes to show off and things like that. So he has got that personality to himself but um he's also yeah, he does try to still be a good guy and and do what's right and all that. So um yeah, he is kind of he's one of my more favorite characters from Breaking Bad, I think. So yeah. Uh Walter um,
1: should sorry, just before we get onto that, just, just to point out the the opening scene, um, which I forgot to mention, uh, is the first time we see Gretchen as well. Because the girl that Welt is talking to in that scene is Gretchen who right, pops up yeah. Yeah. in season two and then again in season five uh and, and becomes a much bigger part, you know, later on. But it, it's weird that that scene was you know that 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 character was planted so early on and i don't know whether mm. that was planned or um whether it was just something that they came up with afterwards but um
0: i was trying yeah. to figure out who that was because I, I was looking at that scene thinking like surely i should remember who this person is but yeah that that makes sense as well yes so.
1: i knew i recognized her at the time we just went to look it up she's apparently married to the uh um jessica hirsch who plays the the uh character of Gretchen is actually married to the director of that episode so that maybe how she got the gig in the first place. Okay. But uh yes. She um she does turn up um in in quite a large way, certainly in the fifth season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh Walt uh, phones Skylar to apologise for being late falsely claiming that he's working over at the car wash. Skylar informs Walt that she knows he quit his job there two weeks ago previously and angrily tells him not to come home. So Walter has been caught out in yes. the situation. Of course he can't tell her the truth because then he'd have an even bigger problem on his hands Yes, uh, and it would probably have to involve hank and yeah the whole thing the, the show wouldn't last five seasons at that point. yes uh so um yeah again more of a kind of dent in their relationship we sort of saw with last week with the whole baby thing and him saying like i want you to get out from my arse and all that sort of stuff when when they were going for the baby scan and uh she she clearly knows something is up with with walter uh, but she obviously can't quite tell what it is. She probably thinks like, "Oh, an affair's happening or something like that," because yeah. that's that's kind of a typical thing, isn't it? Usually, uh, okay, if your spouse or your partner or whatever lies about being home late from work or or something like that, or says that they stayed late at work and they didn't, the sometimes the first thing that someone will jump to is like, "Oh, they they've been seeing someone else." So yeah, uh, we'll see how that develops so, as well. But yeah, again, more interesting stuff between uh two of two of the some of the bigger characters in the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an in- interesting scene because it's the first time we kind of see her really catching Walt out in a lie, and uh, you know we the way she's handling it, which is what the conversation, of course, about the pot was earlier, of her going well did it change your attitude or, you know, maybe that's an explanation for it. Cause I, I think, yes, she probably did have the idea of maybe he's having an affair, but I, I, I don't know whether that idea sticks in her head or she thinks it's kind of ridiculous. So maybe it's the part, uh, maybe he's having a midlife crisis. I mean, you know, you don't know, do you? But, yeah. uh, but yeah, she clearly knows that something's going on and he's going to have to come clean. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so we shall see how that works out. Uh, meanwhile, Hank and several DEA agents discover the cook site in the desert, along with Crazy Eight's car, which has got this bump feature on it. You're more of a car person. Do you know what that's? Called? Uh, it's to like, no. make his car bop up and down. Yeah, it's got like
1: it's a it's a, on the is it on the the bonnet of the car. It's Something um, like that, yeah. it's like an airflow. It's an air intake, basically.
0: Mm-hmm yeah uh, it's, it's an air intake for the engine yeah so hank talks about that inside the car they find the small bag of crystal meth cooked by walt but they don't know that he did it obviously uh the family of uh, native americans shares the lab mask that they found that, that the young girl found in the previous episode so that was the little uh thing that we had at the end of last week um and they they found it in the same sort of desert I really like in this scene the, again, just more, you know, pairing sort of uh, friendship, relationship type of stuff. Hank and Gomi in this scene, Gomi Gomez is sort of uh, talking about like, oh, you know, I searched this car, I didn't find nothing. And Hank's like, no, wait yeah. a minute. If I hit like here or here or somewhere there, and then he hits this thing open and finds it, and Gomi's like, oh, he beat me. It is it is like a competition between the two of them, isn't it? And yeah. Just this this thing about, because you, you saw it in the... The pilot when they were betting on I think what race the yes. person was. Yeah. Uh so they like to kinda of do that sort of stuff and uh just him kinda of saying like I bet yeah, they didn't like bet money in this scene, but just him sort of saying like I bet you I'll find something and gomi is like, No, no, you're not gonna find nothing and just as soon as the thing pops open he finds it, just the look on both their faces, uh it's 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 really great. And uh, again, these are two of some of the smaller characters in the show, uh, especially Gomi. I think more so than than Hank. But yeah, when you when you have a scene like this with the two of them, I thought it was uh, it was pretty great. So, uh, yeah. and then yeah, they find no, the the gas mask. So
1: yes, which is a tie back because we were talking last week about I can't remember whether that gas mask actually shows up anywhere again, and it does in this episode because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they bump into the Native American kids and you know there's there's the gas mask so uh yeah i'd uh I've, again i'd i'd completely forgotten that it was quite this early on where they start to discover this this new strain of meth because he does pick up the bag and look at it and go this doesn't look you know th- this is too white for being meth yeah they um, point out, of like, course how, it,
0: how clear it is and
1: yeah and i that. mean the signature blue meth that of course everybody knows about doesn't come in until later but um yeah this is this is kind of interesting It's this early that they start to find it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think of Hank and Gomez's uh, relationship in this scene? Or the sort of uh, discovery, I I suppose?
1: I, I really like the back and forth between these two guys. It's um, one of the nice kind of comedy elements of, you know, they're big, they're tough, they're cops. They, they have this kind of, uh, you know, this, this jokey back and forth, you know, the thing's a job to them, but it's a job that they both really, really like doing. Yeah. And they love busting people. And, you know, it's it, the, the fact that they're betting on stuff and, and yeah, I, I really like the relationship between these two. I find it really, um, fun, you yeah. know, uh, uh, and and Hank going in and kind of showing off that he knows where they
0: hide drugs in the car and stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good. Again, this show finding ways to well, we're going to talk about a particularly dark scene in a minute, but uh, finding ways to mix comedy and drama and not make it not make it feel like the tones all over the place because some shows, yeah. uh, such as The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, Doesn't know how to do that sort of stuff properly, and uh, when you when you do that sort of thing wrong, sometimes in certain scenes you're not sure where you're supposed to take it seriously or where you're supposed to laugh. Um, But yeah, uh, Breaking Bad does that does it really well, so um, that's pretty good. Uh, Walt weighs the pros and cons of killing Crazy Eight, then collapses on the basement floor while bringing him a sandwich, uh, shattering the plate. Remember the plate for later on. Um, after he regains consciousness, Walt tells Crazy 8 he has lung cancer, which is the first person he actually tells, because he hasn't told anybody yet. Not Jesse, he yeah. hasn't told Skylar, he hasn't told Hank or, or his son or anybody else. Uh, so that's the first person that he tells. After engaging in a conversation with Crazy 8 and seemingly forming a bond with him, Walt decides to let him go uh, free. Walt goes to the key uh, to, to to get the key for the bike lock, Sorry, which... um. Is holding Crazy 8 captive, however he realises that there's a large shard uh, missing from the broken plate because he takes it out of the bin and all that when he goes to throw away a beer can, uh, indicating that Crazy 8 has obtained it uh, while he was unconscious and plans to use it as a weapon. Uh, Walt reluctantly chokes Crazy 8 with the bike clock while he stabs uh, backwards into Walt's leg with the broken plate and then he does finally kill Crazy 8. Really, really big scene, big scene for Walter, who yeah, you know, is the main character of of the show. Um, and it's his first kill, and yeah, we got a a, a few kind of revelations here about you know he talks to uh crazy about I think it's his granddad, I think his dad or his granddad or somebody uh, about this um insurance thing and they're, they're always talking about that and then he says like i remember going there and they start to bond and they start to drink a bit and yeah he finds the the uh it, it's pretty much the turning moment isn't it when he realizes he, he's searching through these uh pieces of the broken plate and realizing yeah. like no this this relationship isn't hasn't been going as well as what i thought it has what, for the last half what's so
1: hour. yeah what's so beautifully played about that is you know he's getting. He kind of goes upstairs to make a second sandwich, and he goes to the bin and, and walks away. And then suddenly something clicks, and he goes mm. and looks back in the bin, and is like, "Hang on a minute, I, that there doesn't look to be enough plate there," and puts it back together. And the the look of, you know, he he's made this decision to release Crazy Eight and then it's so beautifully played by Brian Cranston of of him trying to piece this plate together and like willing the pieces to be there you know because he doesn't he knows what it means if that piece isn't there that he mm. has to do something about it it it's it's so well played of him kind of just there going no 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 this isn't no no why you know um because it also is a clever bit of narrative device because it, it in some ways abdicates the responsibility of Walt being, you know, not doing it in cold blood, you know, because if, if you hadn't had that and Walter just thought, no, it's safer to kill him. That would have been Walt making a sort of premeditated decision to take somebody else's life, which is kind of an inherently evil choice. And that would have been quite out of character for Walt. The the ability, you know, the adding in of this thing about the fact that Crazy Eight has taken this part of the plate gives him an out in some ways of being able to kind of go, well, you know, and clearly he's struggling with it. The the fact that I was going to let him go, but clearly if I do that now, he's going to try and kill me. And he even gives him a sort of opportunity when he goes back downstairs, it's like, you know, if I let you out, are you going to stab me with that piece of plate you've been holding? And that's when he actually ends up having to do it. So it is kind of in self-defence that he ends up killing him even though the guy is still attached to the pole at the time but it is essentially self-defence so it's it sort of it's a very clever bit of writing that kind of gives you a way of seeing Walter as a sort of so, more sympathetic character than he would have been had he just made the decision to be able to just go and you know he's not safe to be crazy, crazy it's not safe to be let out therefore I'm just going to kill him so it, it's a really really clever bit of writing and it's Walt in the fact that he's kind of looked at this and he's the type of person that could probably kind of take a look at parts of a plate and go, hang on a minute, there doesn't look in- to be enough there you know he has that sort of analytical mind of you know understanding shapes and forms and that sort of thing so
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: um yeah i I think it's a really clever bit of writing this that that whole sequence of of putting you almost onto what you know, managing to put you to more extent onto Walt's side than feeling sorry in any way for crazy eight, you know, uh, or maybe you do slightly of going, why did you do that? You know, you were about to get out of there. And if you hadn't taken that bit of plate, you probably would have, you know, been let go. Admittedly, he would have then come back and killed Walt and his entire family. But you know, um, Yeah, it sort of it was the only way it could have ended. But I, I just think that whole sequence is a really clever bit of writing to put you more on Walt's side. Um so yeah, I I just really, really great sort of piece of, of work and breaking bad at its finest, I think, there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've also got the tie-in of like again the coughing and the cancer coming back, and he's really coughing, going down these stairs, and then actually faints and drops the plate. and then it it all yeah, just yeah. connects up so nicely. Um, but yeah, it's his first kill. It's a big uh, deal for him, and it's it's kind of a shame for Walter as well because they do genuinely seem like they're kind of getting a Because you know, in the back of your mind, that like yeah. it, it, whether they're watching this for the first time or for the whatever second, third, or whatever. Uh, you kind of know in the back. Of this, it, there's certain points if you look at the way that Crazy Eight looks at Walt, he's kind of looking a little bit for that opportunity. Um, like he's still talking to him, and there is a little, there is a little bit of a sense of bonding there. I don't think it's completely like sinister the entire scene, but you, you, there is there's switches a little bit in in Crazy Eight's character where he is genuinely bonding with him a bit, and they're talking about like uh, his family from the past and this insurance thing or whatever it was. And you can see a little bit of bonding there, but then at the same time, you can kind of see with Crazy 8 that he's kind of still thinking like, okay, I am still tied up to this thing. This guy could still kill me. Um, he does have the, the plate and stuff at that point. Um, and then they're drinking. They're both kind of getting drunk. And for Walterside side as well, this is probably one of the best conversations he's had with somebody in quite yeah. some time because you can see the rift with him and his, his wife, Skylar. That's not been obviously great for a long time. Uh, he kind of gets on with hank but obviously hank's the big kind of hot-headed more successful brother uh he doesn't really get on with his son that well at that point like you know his relationship with jesse was a bit fractured because of the whole flip the coin deal and in that moment for walter it's sort of like okay was, although this guy is a criminal who tried to kill me and i pro- will probably have to kill him this is the best conversation he's probably had with somebody in quite quite some time probably since the the scene with Gretchen at the start of the episode, actually, because uh, mm. you you can kind of you can kind of see some similarities between the two. I know they're very different conversations, but y- like y- you can kind of see like okay, he used to be this much happier sort of you know science teacher and all that, and then you know he got into his midlife crisis kind of stuff and was stuck at these sort of dead end jobs, and you know lung cancer hits him etc. And then he ends up in this scene with uh crazy eight, and he, he, crazy eight, and he actually starts to bond with somebody a little bit so uh it's 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 a shame in a way because yeah you, they both of these characters know in the back of their mind like okay we are bonding here a bit but we we still pretty much know what kind of has to happen what one of us is gonna yeah. die and if it's Walter then that means that Skylar and probably Walt Jr maybe not Hank you know because Hank's the a agent and all that but he's probably he probably will kill Walter and then probably go and kill he'll probably kill Jesse as well um and then kill the rest of yeah. his family so they, 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 they both kind of know that but it's uh it's a kind of nice scene in a certain way, but then it's still got you know the stuff in the back of their mind, and then he ultimately has to kill him. So
1: yeah, there is there is a certain amount of comedy in the death as well, um, in the way that Walt actually does it. You know the the the, the sort of you know choking him using the bike lock to actually choke him, but all the way through it is going. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know he's he's kind of
0: he doesn't really want to do it, but he yeah, knows he has, he you knows can he has tell
1: to. And again, it's a great bit of acting by Brian Cranston for this. Um, you know, it is it is played so beautifully throughout. And uh, to see, you know, he's still very much Waltz at this point. And whilst this is one of the things which is a catalyst to him turning towards Heisenberg again, it's it's one of those, those things that it's still very much Waltz that's killing this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it doesn't want to be there you know in the conversations that he's had with crazy Eight about I need any excuse not to do this you know yeah,
0: um, yeah. so it's got a bit of a, bit of everything this scene yeah so it's pretty cool and then um, yeah he kills him and then that's the end of the scene pretty much Walt goes back home to find Skylar sitting on the bed crying because obvious reasons and he says I've got something to tell you and then the episode ends there so not too much to talk about with this last scene As much as the previous one It's more of a kind of cliffhanger set up For uh, next, well, next week next The next episode and stuff But uh, it's still a relatively good way to end the episode I think Going, going back to yes he still has got his home uh, He hasn't been there for a long time Him and Skylar are pro- probably due for a, a big conversation uh, And this is kind of leading up to it So yeah. uh, any l- small thoughts maybe On the final scene here? Um no I mean there's not really an awful
1: lot to say other than I mean it it sets up the next episode which is presumably going to be uh if i I mean I I don't remember exactly but presumably the thing that she's come coming out that he's coming out to say is the fact that he has cancer and that's where we get into that bit but uh yeah um at least that that goes to some way to explaining um his weird attitude yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and 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 in some ways, he ends up using the cancer as a cover for the fact that he's been cooking meth. <laughs> so you know,
0: yeah, yeah, to to it's a kind of excuse for that as well. So one thing I've kind of realised through these three episodes is because some stuff we don't quite remember, like there's the big scenes that we remember, obviously, like Death of Crazy Eight and and some stuff like that. But it is kind of cool to go back to certain scenes of this show and not actually remember what's happening because then it kind of feels like you're watching certain scenes for the first time i know we, yeah. we, we, we we've we both seen the show before but you know what i mean like you, you don't remember every single little thing so some scenes are a little bit more fresh than others and then they kind of lead to the you know the the big moments and that so it's been a it's been an interesting experience so far um how have you found it
1: yeah as i say coming into this episode i i couldn't remember exactly what happened to crazy eight um i I'd assume that they killed him, and I seem to remember he died at some point, but I couldn't remember exactly what the situation was. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, it has been a long time since—I mean, you know—it's probably been ten years since I've watched the first episode of, you know, the first season like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's—it was—it's been nice going back and watching it again because I don't really remember this first. Season. There are only seven episodes in this first season. I hadn't realized.
0: Uh, and that's the end of the episode. You can find everything else that we've got on EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, like I said, we don't. I'm not going to say. I'm trying not to say this every single week, but obviously we don't have any feedback yet. We'll sort that out later. Uh, so there's none of that to read. But if you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Breaking Bad or anything related to Entertainment Talk, don't hesitate to ask Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, You can find everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk, that would be really cool and really great as well. We are on Patreon. You can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant podcast, ad-free podcast, and review options. Amazon affiliate affiliate link. If you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds. Please go and rate, review, subscribe to those. There will be the Becoming Heisenberg uh, podcast feed out there. The... uh, becoming soul for better call soul one as well and also the main entertainment talk feed you can also find david on iTunes through geek town uh, you can rate reviews rate reviews subscribe to that uh, geek town radio tuesdays have a look out for that and on geek town.co.uk for your up to date and reliable tv and film news so check that out if you'd like to have a look at uh bex's stuff on twitch she is streaming daily at least at the moment at the time of recording uh, she's streaming daily she probably will be uh, at the time that this comes out uh, but go and check her out trista Bytes, trista b-y-t-e-s go and have a look on there subscribe to her follow her support her do all that cool stuff as well Uh, Hopefully Barry is still doing horror podcast at the time that this comes out. Uh, So have a look at Talk and Stalk on YouTube. That's Talk and Stalk on YouTube. Go and subscribe to that. Follow him on there. And get involved over there. Uh, word of mouth. You can tell people that you know about well, everyone's stuff. And the website and the iTunes feeds. All that sort of thing. Uh, through word of mouth. Social media. Facebook and Twitter. And different Facebook groups. You can use that. I'm streaming sometimes on Twitch. Uh, I might still be doing so at the time that this comes out. Uh, but I'm currently streaming Ghost of Tsushima. And then I'm going to return to Last of Us Part 2. With the new game plus. Have a look out for that. And also look out for Let's Play Sundays on. Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week for episode Thor 4, not Thor, episode 4 sorry, uh, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.